1: This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays podcast back after the NBA trade deadline comes and goes on Thursday. The Celtics did make a move, adding Mike Muscala, and they gave up two second round picks. Ryan, two of the, I believe fifty is is that the unofficial tally of second round picks traded today and yesterday. <laughs>
0: 51 i think but i believe it's only one pick that was traded 51 times my goodness just just every time just cycled around all the streams i mean some of those picks that went you know five
1: pick trades were clearly the same five picks so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah as you can hear ryan bernoni at danger card here to co-pilot the show with reaction here to honestly uh uh, just a complete world win 24 hours here um or even further than that if you want to go back to the Kyrie deal um but where do you want to start? Should we I let's let's start with the the important stuff. Mike Muscala, heading to the Celtics, as additional big man depth. I demanded Ryan and we last time we talked. I said they need they need a big man. Don't they need to use this trade exception? And by golly, they got the best thirty one year old three point shooter in Oklahoma City um, this year. That which isn't saying a lot, but um, I don't know. An, an alternative to Luke Cornett is this is this the. Uh, the fair description of uh of Mike Muscala at this point of his career. Yeah, I mean he's not bad, right? He's a
0: solid NBA player. He's a um, obviously a good shooter. Uh, he's a surprisingly good, he's sort of stout drop defender, right? He's he's fine. Uh, he's basically been a fifteen minute player, you know, fifteen minute per game player his entire career, like very consistent, almost hilariously consistently, uh, which is what the team is looking for, right? They're they're not looking for for anything more than that. Uh, as we've talked about, like if if Rob or Al aren't healthy in the playoffs, then you aren't, there's no real way to replace them right now or, or the the price to replace them ridiculous. because then if they're healthy, you've wasted all that. Right. It's uh, so they did what we thought they would either do in the trade market or maybe, maybe a buyout. Um, and like I've said before, like I'm, I don't really care all that much who the backup bigs are. Mascala is probably on the good end of, of who, who a team could reasonably hope to have in that spot. Um, and just like he's a good shooter right he's a, a good shooter and a, a fine defender and you can imagine him probably playing a little bit more with Rob if necessary than you could with Cornette, which I think is probably what they were looking for is just an, you know an alternative for for who you can play on nights when either you know Rob is in and, and Al is out or when you just want something a little bit different and he's not that much different really than than a Linux who costs quite a bit more and it seemed like they would have to give up actual assets for and so to get get Mescala for I mean, I think the I think the pick they gave up this year is like the lower of picks, so it doesn't really have any chance of even being in the top. You know, yeah, it's 40-ish. gonna be probably the, the yeah,
1: it's probably gonna be yeah. like forty in the forty-five right? to I fifty think, range. Yeah, yeah, it's either gonna be the worst of. It's like some convoluted three team. It's worse like Houston Portland. Back
0: they don't lose the Houston pick, which right now isn't any good. But if Houston ends third and you know in in the standings instead of first worst, then that becomes the thirty-third pick, which has like, they did not give up that pick. And then right. the other pick is what, the their twenty twenty nine second Yes. So what whatever it might be. And Justin Jackson, who we all knew, I think, um, just purely for tax reasons, that they were going to look to move him and then sign somebody else for a partial season because then only the, you know, whatever. It's just a tax thing. Um, so completely reasonable trade, right? <laughs> um, in a day when a lot of things went absolutely wild, the Celtics seemed to just kind of quietly do their business and, and get them uh, or, you know, get a guy who they had obviously thought could do that role. So I don't know, like, what do, you, what,
1: what do you think of Mike Miskal? I don't know. Where else do you go on this, uh, on well, this he's, conversation? He's on the OKC only play him 40 games a year plan for the last three <laughs> years, which which the Celtics have had success, success with um, in past years with uh, Mr. Al Horford, obviously a far less impactful player than that. But yeah, I mean, he's he's clearly he was playing this year. They you know, they would randomly bench him for 10 games like they always do with when they throw around these rotations and try to get young guys in and out. But yeah. Um, as far as a pick and pop guy with SGA out there, like that's, you know, he was put there putting up points in a lot of games this year with him, you know, coming off the bench in that role. And so to be able to kind of do that, to have him as like, you know, a real alternative probably. So, you know, on nights when Blake Griffin, isn't somehow hitting five straight threes, um, which is, you know, the vast majority of, of his shooting history. um, Yeah. I think that's a, a fine alternative there. And, he's also under team control for next year for 3.5 million so that's if they want him i'm not like i don't even know if they do pick that up but if he plays well this year that's a, a nice thing to have in your back pocket um for a cheap big for next year when the the, the means to add to the roster are clearly limited up beyond uh, the the taxpayer mid level
0: to an extent he probably fits the role that we thought that that Gallinari would actually play yeah. where we talked about like some of the the more creative aspects of Gallinari's game maybe would get tamped down because of just the other options that are on the team and that he might be relegated to a little bit of a spot shooting role and and playing as a more of a big than certain I mean, he's really not a wing anymore, but even at sometimes playing center and you can envision Muscala coming into that. So yeah, maybe next year, it will be difficult to see them both being back and or Gallinari coming back from injury and and picking up Muscala's option and all that, but like, who cares, right. That's all for another day. Yeah, They're trying to win the title right now. And, and um, it's, uh, you know, another thing in there, it's another sign that, Ownership, or not a sign, a fact now that ownership is willing to pay a, a really heavy tax bill here. Uh, they added a little bit of money today. Um, and that little bit gets multiplied four times over, or what four and a half, whatever, 4.25 four times over. I, think. I don't know where yeah, they are on like the actual like, scale now. Yeah, it's probably like another
1: 8 to $10 million. Somewhere. High him in.
0: Yeah, between his salary and then the the additional tax hit versus Jackson. You know, it's, it's not insignificant amounts of money. Um, so, you know, they're living up to, to that promise as well. And I just, I think it's just a totally fine move. They didn't do anything insane. They they don't need to do anything insane with the the position that they're in. Uh, one, you know, one thing I'll, I'll throw out there is basketball reference. Their offensive and defensive ratings are not an individual stat, as you are obligated to say. <laughs> it is a, an estimation of a team performance, but I will say that he's 31 years old. He's been in the league since he was 22. So he's been in the league a long time, not always on good teams. His team has an estimated positive net rating every season other than his rookie year. So even in OKC these last couple of years, the team has always performed sort of neutral or better when he was on the floor. And that's not just, that that's all him. Uh, but sort of similar again to a Linux, like there are advanced metric sort of things. There's basic box scores, you know, box score stuff, but really the on off is where it mostly shows up. Uh, but he's a positive player and he might not be a positive player if you asked him to play. 35 minutes a night with the starters. But in the role that you're that they're asking him to play, he has consistently been part of winning lineups throughout basically his entire career. Um, so that's obviously a good start. And you can say, he's one of those players you can look at and say, well, he's not going to play in the playoffs. And he very well might not. Uh, but we've mentioned before, like the Elites played in the finals last year. And you would think mm-hmm. of all, like the Celtics would be able to target him and knock him out of the games and all that. And like he held up fine in the limited minutes and and contributed and you just... Who knows what will happen? There's a playoff series where you might think that he's not going to play at all and he makes five threes and you know it totally changes your perception of the move. so I think it's primarily a regular season move and a, and a logical one um uh, but
1: that's not to say that he won't won't have a, a bigger role to play as they even get into the playoffs, yeah, I think you, I like how you know it there like he gives them options like that they didn't have last year with having an eight man rotation and no one else with guys nine to th- through fourteen that Imeidoko e. trusted uh to throw in when things were just going backwards or based on the matchup or whatever the case may be. But now you can, depending on who you're facing, depending on how Cornet or Grant Williams looks, or if if Al Horford or Rob Williams gets hurt for a game or whatever happens, this just gives you the alternative of okay, this is a max space the floor type guy that defenses are going to have to respect, probably even more So then, maybe even like a Grant Williams, even as he's you know kind of built up his shooting track record more and more here. um, So you can really
0: certainly more than what we saw the Sixers do last night with Blake Griffin. Exactly, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) Maybe that maybe it would have backfired if you had had Muscala on there instead of Griffin. But like nobody's going to leave him alone like that, Um, and that opens up opens up other other avenues of attack,
1: right? Exactly. So that's the long term in the just to have that option to have that guy. need to be paid attention to is a nice thing to have on your bench even if you you hope you don't need it um when this team is fully healthy but i think for the regular season now ryan it's like okay the bucks are right there that race for the number one seed looks a lot even more important now in the wake of this durant trade which we'll get to in a second here but now this is a way okay this guy can help you win these regular season games when you're giving rob and al and now looks like jalen brown's gonna be out for at least a week um at minimum here with that facial fracture like you're gonna you're gonna need to start you know you want to keep resting these guys to make sure they're they're right when things matter the most yeah that that milwaukee game before the all-star
0: break is suddenly looking even more difficult than it would normally be with assuming jalen won't be won't be playing um so it's gonna be yeah, a race to the finish line. Now I'm sure there will be Celtics fans who might look at the standings and go, Would we rather be the two seed and get the Sixers than the one seed and get uh get the Cavs, considering what the Cavs have done uh to the Celtics early early season. But I think we saw last year the value of having game seven against the Bucs. Uh and so yeah, it will be, be a, a sprint to the one seed at the end, I I think. Um uh, and so both teams made sort of reasonable additions that I think everybody expected them to try to make additions in those, those spots, the bucks adding Jay Crowder that not only just that did people expect them to add that spot, they've been expecting them to add Jay Crowder for, I think days now. Um, and, and the Celtics getting the backup big that, that people were looking for them to get. And and now we'll see what they do in the buyout market. Maybe they'll make another addition here with the the final roster spot. Um, but it seems you look at their rotation and when they're healthy, which they have rarely been, uh, you know, there aren't, there aren't obvi- a lot of obvious holes in it. And so, fingers crossed that health and the playoffs intersect uh, and that they're able to, to, to actually put that rotation onto the floor because it's been tough doing that this year.
1: Let's take a break here to hear from one of our sponsors, Bet Online, which remains your number one source for all your Super Bowl betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds and team matchup info, player news. And game trends at Bet Online with betting options from everything from the national anthem to the halftime show and even the Gatorade Bath. bed Online is your Super Bowl headquarters this season. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to check out the most comprehensive Super Bowl info on the web. Don't forget to use your promo code CLNUS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to get in on all the betting action. BetOnline.ag where the game starts. The well, we'll talk about the bio market probably a little bit more in you know, next yeah, week. Once we'll see so who who, 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 yeah, anyway, there's it's very, very early. But I you know, I think there's no argument that Danny Green will be on the top of any contenders list if he has who knows how much he has left in the tank. I mean, he's only played a few games here. Um, but in terms of you know, they I would imagine that's their their top priority is to get some kind of a wing there to just have that emergency depth. With Looks like there's gonna be a bunch or... of point guards in the market, but yeah, not not a thing the Celtics need right now. Right, get get one in to compete with Payne Pritchard for for uh, those yeah. five just... minutes off the bench. What a... should sure, sure be ecstatic. What a final defensive possession for him last night as a as a crazy to come continue. in, in that circumstance <laughs> just like, hey,
0: you haven't played the first three quarters. Here you go, fourth quarter. And by the way, let's guard some Harden and beat pick and roll and like win. So, <laughs> that's but right. So we've been talking. I think we talked about this on on text. Um, the good thing with Pritchard is that everybody understands why he would want to move on to another team. And, and he may be a little disappointed that he wasn't traded today, but nobody thinks that he's going to like quit on the team or yeah. that he's going to, he's going to go out there and he's going to play his ass off. Um, even the things he's been talking about, you know, it's been primarily, it's been really like at the end of this year, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, he knows how good this team is. He knows that he's can play a role. And, and when he does, he always plays hard and, and tries to, he, he's not He's not taking his, his ball and going home uh, just because he hasn't been been moved here. So I am um, complete faith that that will continue to happen throughout the rest of this year, even if, yeah, I mean, maybe he would have liked to go to a team where he was going to play a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean, the fact is, unless you're getting an upgrade, you know, a more sizable big man upgrade like oh, Pertle, like right? yeah, for Puerto, right, which, which he was, you know, part of that offer, Um from what I hear, and that's a situation where, yeah, like that that's worth creating the hole in the guard if you're going to get a guy like Perto who can actually, you know, play real minutes in your front court and really take the onus off, out or out. But sure of a guy like that, I i think this is a perfectly fine mood when you're saying, because if you move them somewhere, like that is conceivably a hole that you wouldn't have an easy answer for if if Smart or Brogdon or anyone else got, you know, a, a long-term injury here. So that that's at least one less thing they have to worry about. Yeah, and if you get in foul trouble against the Sixers and you need someone to guard MP, uh, <laughs>
0: you got
1: no deal. Have to roll out there. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's wrap or right, we're gonna wrap up, we'll, we'll spend a good chunk of time that now talking about one. the let's, let's talk about the most important deal of the day. Um Bones Highland for two second round picks to the um Clippers. <laughs> what were they thinking? Two, no, that's uh, all two, that's two it?
0: second round picks. That's
1: piddling. It's he's 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 a nice move, skull of value. Um all right. Kevin Durant. Traded in the middle of the night to the Phoenix Suns for the the kitchen sink, four first rounders, pick swaps, every good young player Phoenix has pretty much outside of Aiton with with Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, and um, Crowder obviously got dumped with it too. Durant going to Phoenix is this a good or a bad thing for the Celtics' Ryan? and for what's what's start of this season? Is this a good thing for the Celtics' contending chances? Yes sure. or no?
0: Yeah. I mean he's in the other conference. I get it you might act you know you might run into the Suns in the finals but um that's fine right the finals are supposed to be hard uh i don't think that the Suns are like some historically they're not like the Warriors with you know Durant Warriors like right. they have a it's not the same uh so just to move him out of the out of the conference is i think I think a positive
1: right i mean do you just the fact that you're asking, it's, do you disagree? Right. No, I mean, like if if you're saying if your biggest problem is facing someone now in the finals as opposed to second round, then that that's that's a good. I agree, with you, that's a good thing. Like the the Suns may end up being the favorites by the playoffs based on how Durant looks when he comes back and how things are are meshing. But the the bottom line is for them this year, like that's going to be you know thrown together in the middle of the year with a lot of moving parts. They're probably going to have a bunch of buyout guys there and that if everything goes right, of course that, that they could move through a wide open Western conference. But, um, the fact that the Celtics don't have to worry about him to even get to the finals, I think highly outweighs, um, the possibility of facing him in the, in the finals on a better team.
0: Yeah. And of course you would take the field in the Western conference over the suns, even if they are the favorites, right? Like they could very easily get knocked out in the second round. Um, they can get knocked out in the first round. We'll see where they land in the standing. We'll see how yeah. long Durant is out. We'll see where are they right now? Are they like seventh? Or maybe uh, check where they're fifth. They're tied with, with, the tied with that that pick yeah, right. up the net. <laughs> yeah. So Luca and we get we get a first round series where it's Luca and Kyrie against uh Booker and, and KD. Um and I you know, really like either either team could win that. So in total, the the detonation of the Nets is is good for the Celtics. Um uh, it's a little funny that it had seemed like the Eastern Conference was going to become the stronger conference for a very brief period in the last couple of years. Uh, maybe that's shifted back back the other way again. Um, but I would, I mean, I would, I know they swept them last year, but I would prefer not to have to go through Durant on the way to on the way to the finals. And if we meet him in the finals, then that's awesome. We're back in the finals. So that's why it, it's just, it's a wild thing, the way Brooklyn Melted down and like even having lived through the Kyrie experience and even having thought like this will end badly at some point, And even having seen them trade Harden last year, it was just a matter of weeks ago where they were one game behind the Celtics and had won 18 out of 20 games. Yeah. And Grant looked like he might be making a push for MVP at 30, whatever, 35 years old. And to just now be like, they're a collection of they're an, like an interesting collection of role players plus Ben Simmons, who God knows what that is. Uh, it's somewhat surprising to me that they weren't able to move off more of those players right now. I think there are a lot of teams that would have been interested in, but also like, right. If you give, you've got 12 hours or not even by the time you wake up in the morning, you've got a couple hours to figure out what you're doing with all those guys. Like it's not really a surprise that they weren't able to shift a bunch of them on.
1: Um, all right. Let's take a break here to hear from our sponsor. Hello fresh. Do you remember those new year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to hello? Fresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door taking the hassle out of dinner time. I know it's been in my crazy household with myself, my wife working and a young infant. We have not a lot of time to prepare for meals and HelloFresh is super convenient to have fresh ingredients delivered to our door on a weekly basis to make those meals easy to prepare. And you can get fast and fresh recipes as well with Hello Fresh, latest line of meals that features robust favor- flavors and filling portions that are ready in less than 50 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes, or southwest pork and bean burritos. So, make sure you go to hellofresh.com/winning65 and use the code winning65 for 65% off plus free shipping on top of that. So, get that again. Go to hellofresh.com/winning65 and use the code Winning sixty five for sixty five percent off plus free shipping—that's a great deal. And you want to make sure you check out HelloFresh, which is America's number one meal kit. But, but I am surprised just, that they look... You're right. I'm, I'm I would have been shocked if they only traded one of them. If you told me that last night, and that guy being crowded, the most obvious one to move, like because well, and they're
0: still now way in the luxury tax, right? Right. And yeah. Yeah. Still
1: over ten million dollars into the luxury
0: tax with a team that no, I don't think anybody thinks is going anywhere. They may still make the playoffs just because who knows what happens with the, the play in games and and some of the other teams that are down there didn't really do anything either. Um, so who knows? Like, I think they're a functional team. It's not like there's, there's nothing there, uh, but it's, it's a weird situation. And really the whole story is in the other conference. Uh, but again, like those two teams may meet very early on that, that you have Kyrie and KD or there's a long way to go to get up to the very top of the standings. I don't think anybody's going to catch Denver because Denver, unless Jokic gets hurt, like there's not going to lose enough games to catch them, yeah. uh, particularly with with KD. Not even exactly sure when when he'll be back in the period of just everybody meshing. So they're going to be mid standings players, you know, teams. And then you look at who they might be meeting in the first and second round. And it's like the Clippers, the Pelicans who were in first place, get Zion back. The Warriors made some adjustments. Obviously, the Lakers made a bunch of additions, seemingly for very little, you know, outgoing. Um, and there's there's absolutely no guarantee that that KD makes it deep into the last, or, or that Kyrie does. So from a Celtic standpoint, yeah, I mean, it's just like, out of my life. I don't have to think about you <laughs> unless we make it to the finals. Like, that's great. Um, I'm sure the Cavs are ecstatic. That's probably the team that is like, sure. they did nothing. They're one of the few teams that did nothing. And they're probably looking at this all of a sudden being like, Hey, we we thought we were going to was looking like we may have to get the Nets and and, you know, Durant in the first round. And now it's just like, OK, we're going to maybe we get Miami. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Um, and they didn't do anything either. Right. Miami just they, like Miami didn't do. uh They, they moved Dwayne Edmond to, to. Oh, Dwayne yeah. Yeah. So the, the, essentially the on thing. the court and they wanted to get rid of him. Um, right. but yeah, I think the only what the Cavs and hilariously, the Bulls were the only two teams that didn't make any trades. <laughs> or have not made an in-season trade yet this year i guess is because they're like you like you said the
1: the heat didn't make a trade today but it was a couple days ago right yeah that's um you know the the odds the cleveland's second round odds just skyrocketed after uh this and they're only i mean they're still only uh two games back of the of the sixers right now for the, the three seed so depending on how health goes there that'll be that could be a a nip and tuck race the rest of the way but just none of these um, Eastern conference teams
0: like have like real belief. They, they don't see this as an opportunity. You can no. just have, look at the standings and be like, Oh, maybe we could do something. And they just, it seems like they're all half in or, or whatever. They're nobody's well, Toronto's all in now. Toronto's all in. I mean, Toronto <laughs> is so freaking weird. Like we're going to go and add it. They, they needed to add a center, I guess, to get out of this thing. But like, what are they doing? Um, It's Van Vliet's an unrestricted free agent. Gary Trent is the one that really makes no sense. Like, are they really going to resign Gary Trent? Uh, um they'll they'll be in the playing game maybe they make the playoffs but that's just it's such a weird for the for all the talk to be that they were gonna be a theme i used to joke before they won the title that you know that Masai what he specialized in was getting you to the middle of the playoffs uh and then he made the one move that got them to the finals and now they've reverted right back to type but when he was in portland like this was kind of what he did like they were like middling playoff teams um and that's what they were with, with Lowry and DeRozan, even if they were a high seed. Uh, and now it looks like that's kind of back to where they are, other than the one diversion off for one year where it's like, oh, and then we got Kawhi for not a whole lot and won a title because everybody got hurt in the, you know with the Warriors. So I don't know. It's it's just an the East is very weird. The East up and down is weird. I mean, you can go through all the different teams. John Collins, what again, once again, doesn't get traded. The Heat don't really do anything. Brooklyn obviously blows up. The Sixers fans are all furious that they did nothing. Uh, nobody seems to want to want to take advantage. Maybe they're all just afraid of the Celtics. That's a it fun is, way to Think
1: about it, right? It's <laughs> it is funny that there wasn't a there wasn't even like it was all like check swings from East teams. There wasn't even a team a that like it, yeah. yeah like everyone you know like the, the contenders yeah, yeah, yeah right the, yeah Josh Hart is that is that the biggest like impactful name for a team in the in the playoff race in the east well like, other than mike muscala I, I mean let's let's <laughs> we don't want to i mean mikhail bridges right but that's you're getting but that's
0: the the weaker end of the bargain here right bridges is the best player who joins the eastern conference or who makes goes to any of the teams that are in the playoffs right now but that's not the headline I forgot muscala was a patriot league guy too but now oh, is it? i have no idea that, I, that's, I don't yeah, know like
1: college once i went to uconn yeah or Northeastern, but not a lot of those. Right. <laughs> CAA. Um, yeah, second round pick. 2013 draft to the Mavericks, but I think he must have been traded to the Hawks on. Yeah, the Hawks. On, yeah I, I mean, the Sonos, you know, saw a decent amount of Muscala back in, in his early days in those, you know, first round series, I feel like coming off the bench there. Um, but I feel like he, I'm shocked that he just lasted four years in OKC. Given his numbers, but they, but they were probably just holding out for more than a second round pick. Every trade deadline didn't get it, and then they finally got it this year. Well, you know so, the yeah. hilarious thing that happened with him, right? What with, with, in OKC on the last game
0: of the year a couple seasons ago, they needed to lose to keep their draft pick, and he made the game winning shot that ended up sending the pick to to Philadelphia. That became Tyrese Maxi. <laughs> um, like I did not realize game that. Game oh my god!
1: Side. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why he got. What, he got DMP's sent to a title <laughs> contender two years later. Teach <laughs> <laughs> him a lesson. He got his revenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any other what was do you have any other surprise moves of the day or whether it's price or just the what he was doing? Trades,
0: right? I think that was the surprise that we had this giant burst of movement and uh all these just trades were coming fast and furious for like an hour there from That's because the, they were holding it for like 30 two weeks. 30. They well, usually I, I mean my theory flow. is that they were holding them for LeBron. Is that I think that Adam Silver said, like, uh, yeah. do not make your trades in the immediate aftermath of LeBron breaking the record because we want this to be a thing that we can revel in. And that all the teams said basically, like, okay, yeah, we understand. We'll we're not gonna rain on that parade and, and get into to trade stuff. That's my my theory, but who knows? Um, uh, maybe they were just waiting for Durant and then Durant goes in the in the levy breaks. But there were just so many trades early in the afternoon, they were, you know, flying around and not like huge moves, but just lots and lots and lots of them. the, the big moves obviously came before uh the big surprise though is again it's the same thing that we just it's like toronto not moving any of their guys and and being a buyer and the bulls not moving any of their guys and then immediately having a report come out afterwards it's like oh and by the way not only do we not trade zach levine but he hates the coach and all the players like the coach i don't know if you saw that report like and that's right after word. the trade deadline ended they were like we didn't trade zach levine but by the way he hates billy donovan and you're just like what what are you doing? Like, what is this whole franchise's purpose in, in life and, and, and what you're doing? Um, it would have been nice to see the top Western conference teams be more of buyers, the nuggets trading Highland just for picks. And then, you know, I think they, the picks they traded then also facility, the, basically they helped make the LA teams better. Grizzlies didn't really do anything right. The Kings didn't really do anything. Um, so to see the middle of the West really stock up, and the top of the West, there's smaller markets, there's financial considerations, there's all of that. What assets do you have? But to see those teams sort of stand pat while the the middle of the West seems to have gotten quite a bit better is
1: interesting, at least. Yeah, just bizarre. Do you have a favorite trade? Um. It's gotta be one of the five second round pickers. Pick uh, James Wiseman. I think the James oh, Wiseman that's good. situation. They, they like... ended up
0: actually not cutting that much money. When they when they yeah. traded him, I thought they were just it I I didn't actually think I said right afterwards. I was like, there's probably more to it than this, but it would have been
1: hilarious if it was a straight salary dump. It's it's a situation where the that would have been for if you're trying to maximize your contending window with Steph and you just trade him for literally nothing, that would have been quite the story. But I don't know. Even they obviously could have had Sadiq Bay. They elected instead to bring, I mean, for the Blazers to get five second round picks for Gary Payton is hilarious. After and just fact, signing him, he played a dozen yeah, games. Yeah, he played a them. dozen games. He's been hurt all year. Like, and he's going for the same thing as, I don't know, like Jay Crowder or three Blazers more fans picks pissed. than Bones Thailand. I mean, Blazers fans are so pissed right now. I mean, that's another team. We're like, what, what are they they're, doing? They're selling seemingly
0: while they have Dame and like, what are you doing with Jeremy Grant now? And they, it's just, it's such a, another team that they would fit in the Eastern conference. It's like a, what are do you doing? Yeah, right. uh, um, but yeah, I mean, Gary Payton, they know, right. They know that they know what he can do. They know the role that he, that he fills, but just to see Wiseman basically be a nothing just a salary match after we had all these people who were trying to like big national media, but Zach Lowe, right. Like trying to talk up for a long time, almost like the golden state line of sale of like, no, he's, this is, he's still a big asset. He's going to be, and eventually they just had to give up on it and be like, Oh, this is going to cost us a lot of money to keep him. Um, And he's terrible. He's one of the worst players in in the league. Uh, So to just move off him, I'm sure they're like, okay, well, we can get back to a guy who helped us last year and, and Peyton's good when he's healthy. He just hasn't, hasn't really been healthy this year. So that is, it's a fun one. You uh, are a little surprising that they didn't just keep Bay, but um, he hasn't been particularly good this year either. That's true. He's
1: he's that's like he yeah. really flashed in his rookie year, and then since then has kind of plateaued or taken a dip a little bit. So yeah, Biden I have... Detroit has a twelfth the twelfth center. Yeah, I mean, I was
0: worried that they would would run out of centers <laughs> before, but now they have a roster of entirely centers.
1: I'm looking forward to the Bagley Wiseman, um, Isaiah, Stewart. Isaiah Stewart, and what duran do they still have well, new orleans noel <laughs> they do have new orleans There's that's noel? right yeah no that was <laughs> that was one of my favorite reports that the celtics <laughs> were like kicking you know they were interested in new orleans noel i know they I mean, were like makes 10 million yeah exactly, you make 10 year, million year, dollars like, and next
0: year i think like that's ridiculous it was yeah it, it's a, like the some of the uh and can't play with rob which again is i think sort of the value it was always a question about hurdle or even you know some of the other guys that that I've been talking about along the way, where like, I understand that Rob needs a backup because he doesn't play very, he just can't stay on right. the floor, but you also do want a guy because you already have Cornette who can play with Rob because Cornette can't play with Rob. So
1: right um, on nights I was now, always going consider
0: about Vanderbilt, right? With Vanderbilt where I was like, he would be a backup to Rob primarily. Cause I don't know if you could really play the two of them together. So do you want to pay the price to get him? The price ends up being not a whole lot no. <laughs> in whatever Danny was doing out in Utah, uh, helping the Lakers, I, I guess. And maybe he's helping the Lakers because he wants the Lakers to jump over them in the standing so that he can move from the M B draft. I don't know. Like that's almost what it looks like. So it it was just such a busy and active. It's hard to in the immediate aftermath even to just like put together when you say like what was your what was your favorite trade? I'm like I don't know. There was like 28 of them, so I have to go back. There weren't that many, but I need to go back and look and remember some of them. When
1: you said Wiseman, I had basically forgotten about it, even though I was making fun of it two hours ago. It's they're coming fast and furious. I don't know what the final tally of the day was, but usually it's a uh, we get this trickling in over a course of three or four days, but uh I'm hit the the LeBron con- conspiracy theory waiting waiting for the record and now the be uh, the breaks in the last twenty four hours. but that'll do it for us here. We'll uh take more time to digest this digest uh what's going to come in the, the biomarker digest who's I'm curious who's gonna be playing for the Celtics this weekend and into the All-star break over the next Four days with some pivotal games upcoming against against Memphis and uh, and the Bucks on on Tuesday night and you know I'm guessing Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and maybe maybe a few other guys might still be uh, on the men for those. So, uh, but we'll we'll get back with you, Ryan, once we uh, know what the bio market looks like and um, give you more time to uh, dig into these 51 second round picks and then over the weekend 23 trades by
0: the way not all today Ooh. 23 deadline trades in the last two and a half days yeah so not quite 28 but that was a fun deadline oh uh, one I mean, of them do is think... Hachimura they're including Hachimura they're Montero, so 23 yeah.
1: including oh even back to so that's 23 trades this regular this season trade so season got it yeah but yeah. but almost twenty. that I means so like 21 this week 20, probably yeah 20 something like that 21 this week that's a fun one listen you're not gonna get you're not gonna see Durant get traded in the middle of the night ever again. I don't think so Um, along with uh, a trade demand for our team. That's, you know, fifth overall in the NBA for, from its two best players, but Hey, um, that's the NBA for you. But all right. Thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, Make sure you're following Ryan at danger cart on Twitter. And we'll talk to you guys again next week.